0: Hi guys, welcome back to Vetsplanation Staff Edition. So I've been waiting for a couple weeks now to see if I could come up with this update for this unknown upper respiratory tract infection that dogs are getting. And unfortunately, they said two weeks ago that they'd have an update now, but there really has been no update. So we're just gonna go over what already do know about it, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I'm sure you've heard it on the news, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, friends, cousins. Random people who are coming into the clinic, but everybody's talking about this unknown upper respiratory disease. So the reason, like, what how this all happened was because we know that dogs have upper respiratory tract diseases, right? We know that dogs get kennel cough, but this happened because they had a number of dogs that they saw were either getting a cough that lasted a lot longer than normal, like six weeks versus the two weeks that we'd normally see, and they also had a lot of dogs that were getting pneumonia. So they thought maybe that there was some unknown respiratory disease that was causing all of this. So here's the problem with that theory. What we do typically, hold on, let me back up. Let's start with what do we normally see with kennel cough dogs? If you've not already listened to the kennel cough, you should. Cause I'm just going to give you a very brief description of what happens. We have lots of different upper respiratory tract diseases in dogs. Most of the time we call it kennel cough, but there are lots of other different types. There are multiple viruses and multiple bacteria that cause upper respiratory tract disease. And most of the time, we just put them under the general category of kennel cough. But there are lots of things that do. Typically, what you'll find is that dogs will be coughing. They'll be hacking. Like, it sounds like they're trying to get something out of their throat. And then they'll cough up this white foam at the end. We call it a terminal retch. Just means at the end of its retching, there's something that happens. Like, they try to get something up, but can't. It's just this white foam that's coming up, but it's usually a very dry hacking cough. Typically, dogs feel fine though; like they're eating normally, they're walking around normally. It's just when they're coughing that they have this. It just sounds terrible, and it scares owners. The other thing, though, is that we have to worry about GDVs or gastric dilation and volvulus, and that's where the stomach like twists itself, and that becomes a huge emergency. So, if somebody calls in and they're like, "My big dog," they describe like a Dane or a Mastiff or some St. Bernard or even a Weimaraner, and they're like, hey, my dog is trying to get something up but can't, it's retching, then I say 100% that dog should come in immediately. There can be other dogs. I've had a random dachshund that had a GDV, but that's pretty rare when those kind of things happen. So most of the time, it's going to be a very large dog that has that so those we do want to bring in because we just want to make sure it's not GDB. But they like said, in general, most of the time they act completely normal besides the fact that they're doing this coughing, retching. The other thing is pneumonia. So with pneumonia, they become really lethargic, it'll be a wet cough, and also they will not really want to eat. So those are the indications that this is probably more than just a kennel cough, and we do want to see those ones in as well. If it's kennel cough, it's not going to be as big of a deal. We don't have to see those. Most of the time with those, whatever the bacteria or the virus is, the, the body or the immune system will help fix itself. It's like us having a cold. You know, we can't give you medication to make your cold go away, but we can give you medication to make you feel better. So when you go to the store and you get cough suppressants or you get cold medications, that's not making your cold go away. It's just making you feel better. So we can give medications to make them feel better, but... And the end, really their body is the one that's going to have to be able to get rid of it. It's spread through aerosolization, meaning that it's in the air, like so they'll cough and then that virus or that bacteria will be on that saliva. And then it gets spread to other places. Let's say a dog who has kennel cough gets boarded and they go outside. They cough on a rock out there and then the next dog and the next dog, the next dog goes out and they all sniff that rock. And now they all have kennel cough because they've inhaled that bacteria or that virus. Same thing in the kennels. It's coughed and it's going out into the air. They can land in the next dog's kennel as well or in grooming or in daycare. All of these places where we have multiple dogs there. So if you hear coughing, I definitely would recommend telling Shannon because then we have to worry about isolating that pet because we don't want them to spread kennel cough. Unfortunately, probably the first time you've heard them cough is not going to be the first time they've coughed. They probably have already spread it to a lot of other dogs at that point. But if we can isolate as many as possible, that would be great. During, and this usually happens around this time as well. People are going away on vacation. They're going to see their family. They have family coming over. And so a lot of times they board a lot of their pets or they take them to daycare or they need them groomed so that they look really nice for their family. So we'll get an increase in kennel cough during this period of time because we have so many dogs that are coming together at one time. Same thing happens in the summer as well. You have lots of people going on vacation. So a lot of people board their dogs there as well. Like I said, there's lots of different things that cause this. We just call it this generic kennel cough. We need to think about like how we diagnose this now too. So when we diagnose kennel cough, most of the time it's based off of their history. So I usually am like, okay, I asked them, Have you been to boarding? Not necessarily our boarding, any boarding. Boarding, grooming, to the dog parks, to around any new pets. Are you walking in new places? Do you go hiking? Because it's not just dogs that are getting this. It's also wildlife as well. We have raccoons that can get it. You have lots of um, coyotes and and foxes and lots of other animals that can get it as well. So it's not going to be just our pets that are getting this and can spread this. I'm asking them, like I said, anything that they could have any sort of exposure to some sort of upper respiratory infection or some sort of dog that would be new or an area that's new because that's typically where they're going to pick it up is they just were boarded last week and then so they end up getting kennel cough or they just went to the groomers or they just went to the vets. Um, think about why people go to the vet. Usually their dog is sick, right? So they're coughing and then they walk into the lobby and then nobody knows until they're under a room. So I typically say that when we do have a pet that comes in that is coughing, it's best to keep them out in the car. And again, that's such a hard thing because you got to make sure it's not coughing because they're really old dog might have a heart problem. We have to think about those differentials as well. Are they coughing and having a hard time breathing? So if that's the case, they got to come in. Are they just coughing and they seem totally crazy normal otherwise? If that's the case, then they should probably stay out in the car until we have a room six to be able to um, get them into. So that we can keep that under control and then next how do we test for like how do we know so really there's no actual test there is a respiratory panel or respiratory pcr that we do send out it just means that we send it out to a lab and they run a whole bunch of diagnostics on it to tell whether it could be a virus a very specific virus or very specific bacteria that might be causing this but it doesn't tell you all of them i think it has about 12 on there, if I remember correctly, but there are far more than that that we know of. We can send those out and sometimes it'll come back positive. And if so, then we know what the the virus or the bacteria was that caused it. Now, if we know that this happens during this period of time, why do we think that there's an unknown virus? Here's the thing. There were all these dogs that had this increased amount of coughing and pneumonia. They said the coughs were lasting about six to eight weeks rather than about two weeks. They were getting pneumonia or more of them were getting pneumonia that had kennel cough. Some of those reasons could be because of how we do medicine now. It used to be back years ago that if a dog came in with kennel cough, we automatically gave it doxycycline and some sort of cough suppressant. So doxycycline is an antibiotic that tries to kill a good majority of those bacteria that cause kennel cough. It doesn't kill viruses, though. You got to remember back, antibiotics only kill bacteria. It could also kill other bacteria that are making that kennel cough worse if it does have a viral infection. But let's say we gave all these dogs doxycycline. Now we're starting to go away from that because they're like, their body will get rid of it on its own. So therefore, we don't need to give antibiotics to everybody. Because same thing with the cold, if you go and with the cold, your doctor's not going to prescribe you antibiotics because you don't need it. Now lots of other dogs are starting to get pneumonia it might be that because we're not giving antibiotics to fix the bacterial component and they're just having a viral component that's making things worse and now a bacterial component because we're not giving them antibiotics. That's one possible reason. Other things is that what they think is going to be... Let me back up. So this is what was happening. As people were starting to see that there was this increased number of pets with kennel cough lasting a lot longer or with pneumonia, they're having difficulty breathing and some of them die. And that is actually what happens in a lot of kennel coughs as well. Like we can't say that every kennel cough is going to be fine. They could absolutely, unfortunately die. They could get pneumonia and there's no way we're going to know who's going to do that and who's not going to. But this is a pattern that has been seen in the past, but people will feel like they've been seeing it more. So it was reported so far in Colorado, Oregon, Rhode Island, and Florida, uh, New Hampshire in September. Like since September that that started happening, there was more pets who were getting upper respiratory tract infections, more pets who were getting uh, coughs that were lasting longer and more pets that were getting pneumonia and dying than normal. So they started to think maybe we have a different virus or a different bacteria that we don't know about. Remember I told you we could only test for about like 12 of them. So there's no way for us to know whether there was a new virus or not. Because we would send out those testing, that respiratory panel, respiratory PCR panel, And if it came back negative, that doesn't mean that it's not a bacteria or a virus that we don't know about. It just means that we just didn't test for the bacteria or virus that we do know that can cause them. And also thinking about the timing of this as well, it was in September, lots of kids were going back to school, which means lots of people were starting to go out to bring their dogs to dog parks, or they were taking them to more daycares than normal because now they're going back to work. So... There's definitely a lot more exposure during that period of time as well. There's also a big deal because people were getting feed store vaccines more often now. Think about how many people are coming in and they're saying, I got the vaccines from a feed store. Because of us being in isolation for so long, people couldn't get into the the vet. And so they started doing things on their own by getting you know, vaccines from the feed store. But those may not be uh, handled correctly because think about how many dogs we have come in with Parvo who... Got vaccines from the feed store. So most of the time, those vaccines aren't being handled correctly. And then now they're giving it to their pet and they assume that they're, they're going to work correctly when they give the Bordetella vaccine. But again, the Bordetella vaccine is not every single type of virus. Like it's not every single type of virus or bacteria that's going to cause kennel cough. So it, it becomes like this huge mix of things that could potentially be causing this increase in upper respiratory tract infections. This may not be just because of the fact that we have an unknown virus that's out there. You know, one of the questions that I get asked a lot is, how are we going to test these dogs for this unknown virus? We can't, right? We can't test them because we don't know what the virus or bacteria is or both, or whatever it is at this point. Colorado State University and multiple other universities are working on getting samples together and trying to find if there is some new type of virus or bacteria that's causing this the best thing that we can do is we can send out an upper respiratory PCR on all of the pets who are coming in for some sort of upper respiratory tract infection. And that's basically where you take a swab from the back of the throat. And then also you take a swab into the conjunctiva or like inside the third eyelid, basically. And we send out that sample and see if it comes back with one of those from the respiratory PCR. But if it's negative, it also gets sent to some of these other labs. So that way they can do respiratory testing on it to see if they can figure out which disease it is. There was one lab who said, we know exactly what it is, but they said they would announce it within a week and they have not. And that could be for a number of reasons. That could be because the fact that they want to make money off of it because if they find out what the exact virus is or the exact bacteria is, then they could make a test and then they can sell that test, right? Or it could be because they didn't actually find it out. It it could have been that they did a bunch of testing more and they're like, okay, we actually don't know what it is. So I was hoping they were going to have some sort of update, but again, they they just didn't. There was no update on it. All right. Another question that I used to get asked is, should you vaccinate the dogs for kennel cough and influenza to avoid this unknown disease? If we vaccinate them for kennel cough, for Bordetella and for influenza, that's great. We're going to help boost their immune system for those specific things, but because of the fact that we don't know what the virus is or bacteria is, we don't know if it's going to help them any just by giving them more vaccines, right? It's just like the flu vaccine each year, they try to predict which flu virus is going to be the most prominent one, but there's no way to know what strain is going to be the most prominent one and the one that's going to affect people the most. So flu vaccines help keep people out of the hospital, which makes their symptoms not as bad, uh, but it doesn't stop you from getting the flu. It's the same thing with kennel cough vaccine, like Bordetella vaccine, basically, and influenza. We don't know if this is the the new virus is going to be under Bordetella or influenza as one of the problems. But it's going to be really helpful for if you do get Bordetella or that that pet does get Bordetella or influenza. We're going to help just try to decrease the chances of them getting that. Or even with the Bordetella vaccine, they can still get kennel cough. They can still get Bordetella but it's going to decrease the risks of them going into like pneumonia and decrease the risks of them dying. But again, like that's only if it's Bordetella that they get. There are lots of other viruses and lots of other bacteria that cause kennel cough as well and upper respiratory tract infections. So it's very hard because people assume that just because you give the vaccine that they shouldn't have any problems. But That's really not the case, unfortunately. So the third question is most people will call in and say, should I board my dog or should I take them to grooming right now? So I usually tell people, that's really up to you. If during all the holidays, would you have stopped going to to the store to go get presents for people because everybody has the cold and the flu and COVID right now? Because that's the reality, right? That's what happens during the winter. Everybody's inside. There's not as much ventilation. Lots of viruses and bacteria are in there. So you are more likely to get sick during the wintertime. People are always like, "Oh, it's the rain. It's so cold. It's because it's cold." That's not it. <laughs> like it's because we're all indoors. So if you if you would have stopped going out to go get your groceries or your presents or whatever during that period of time, then you're probably more of a person who's not willing to take that risk. So don't board them. Don't take them to grooming during this period of time. But if you're the type of person who's like, "Well, I understand that there's a risk," then take them over there. Just that doesn't necessarily mean that just because they go to boarding or they go to grooming or they go to daycare, that they're going to get camel cough, or they're going to get this unknown respiratory disease. It's just a risk. It's just you have to decide whether that's a risk that you are willing to take or not. Especially because, like I said, we don't know that there's actually an unknown disease. There may not be at this point. And then if the pet does get sick, the best thing is to just talk to them about stopping the spread of the disease. We wear masks and stuff. We keep inside, or we keep to ourselves. We isolate. We... Try not to spread disease from one person to another. And so that's the same thing we want to do with our dogs that are getting sick in, in the hospital or that are coming in getting sick, just talking to them about isolating them. We try to tell people to isolate them for at least one week past the time they hear them coughing last, because so it's going to take a couple of weeks. Don't take them to boarding. Don't take them to daycare if they hear them coughing. Maybe getting a pet sitter at home instead for those situations or Rover to come and walk the dogs. Even then, I don't really like them being walked because again, they cough on a rock and then another dog walks up to it, they sniff the rock and now they have an upper respiratory tract disease. Ideally, just trying to isolate them if possible so we just stop spreading kennel cough. So what about the ones that get pneumonia? So if that's the case, like I said, most of the time they're having trouble breathing, they are lethargic, they aren't wanting to eat and those are the ones that do need to be hospitalized. But they're likely gonna be needing to go into the isolation ward so that way we can try to, again, like somewhat isolate if we possibly can. But if they need oxygen, then they, they're going to have to go into an oxygen cage, unfortunately, we have to figure that out. But the biggest things for them is just trying to get them hydrated, keeping their temperature under control and then giving them antibiotics. Again, we don't know which bacteria it is. So we just give a myriad of antibiotics to try to help decrease the chances of it getting worse. And then doing nebulizing on them and sometimes doing something called coupage. So nebulizing is where you put like that air, like usually like steam therapy essentially in front of their nose to try to help them inhale that and break up all the stuff in their chest. Coupage is where you're like tapping on or not tapping. It's not gentle. You're hitting the sides of their chest so that that way you can dislodge a lot of that junk from the edges of it. Some dogs can be really bad and they need to be on a ventilator if that's the case. And most of the time, if they are not a ventilator, the chances are they're probably not going to survive, unfortunately. But like I said, there's no way for us to know who's going to get kennel cough. There's no way to know who's going to get pneumonia. And there's no way to know who's going to unfortunately pass away from this. And like I said, this happens every year. It's just that they're seeing more of it. And so again, we don't know if this is because Of all those other factors, or if this is because this is a new thing. So now our biggest problems in veterinary medicine is distinguishing between, is this really a disease or is this the hype of the media that's causing all these problems? Because if you're more hypervigilant about this, you're going to be looking for it more, right? If I'm like, oh, is this an unknown disease? Is this an unknown disease? And I'm going to be looking for it a lot more than if it was just a regular year. And I'm like, oh, it's another kennel cough. No big deal. Or unfortunately, that one got pneumonia, there's probably something bigger that was going on. There's just no way to know. As of the last report, there has been, as of the last report in Washington, we don't believe that we've had anything suspicious of it yet. As of in August, there were 16 reports of this like suspected atypical respiratory disease, but only two of them actually met the criteria of what Washington State University thought was an atypical respiratory disease. And both of those recovered. None of them went into pneumonia and none of them died. Uh, you know, Washington State University is tracking all of ours for Washington, all those submissions to the lab. And so far, you know, they've not seen an uptick. So uh, they don't necessarily think that there is an unknown disease that they know of. But again, we have so many people that are being tested at this point too, because n- never before have I ever tested a respiratory disease for the respiratory PCR unless it was a pneumonia. But now suddenly we have all these dogs that we think that have kennel cough, we are starting to test for them more because now we are more hypervigilant about whether there is a disease that's an unknown disease. There's just so many factors that play into this. So I'm just going to sum it up a little bit. So we don't know if there's an unknown virus or bacteria that's causing this. We don't have a test and we are seeing an uptick of sick pets with kennel cough with symptoms, uh, but we don't know if that's because of all those other factors. So if people are calling in asking, should they bring their pets in and stuff? It's always going to be up to them. We can definitely see them. We can definitely do testing on them. But so far, we personally as Sumner have not seen any of these unknown upper respiratory tract infections or anything that falls into that category. All right. So I know that it wasn't very like helpful because it's just like, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. But unfortunately, that's the way it is. And until we have more some sort of update if we do i will let you know i'll send out an update but this is where we're at right now all right guys thank you very much if you have any questions always just feel free to ask me grab me email me whatever Uh, i'm always happy to answer questions especially this one because there's just so many unknowns but i'm still happy to answer those questions for you all right thanks guys